Hello again, and welcome to Steam Spy's Solo Stories. I'm Mark, and I'll be going through a completely solo role-playing experience in order to bring you another exciting steampunk espionage adventure. As you may recall in the last episode, my character, Roland Doyle, was taking an airship across Asia from Cairo to Tokyo when he found that he was being trailed by an agent from the Diamond Club who wants to kill him for spoiling their plans in Cairo. The agent's name is Haiga Arata, and he has informed me that he has planted a bomb on the Zeppelin. He's willing to kill everybody aboard just to get to me. Now, I'm in a race to disarm the bomb before it goes off. That means I'm starting this episode by dashing out of the lounge and running towards the access, probably the crew operations level. It's probably up in the mechanism somewhere. In fact, if there's a bomb, the most likely scenario would be to attach it to one of the hydrogen tanks located inside the main body of the Zeppelin. So I'm going to go above the crew level into the, I guess there's like catwalks inside the actual body of the structure. Uh, enormous packets of hydrogen gas fill this cavernous space inside the balloon of the airship. I'll be running down this catwalk, looking down the length of the Zeppelin, looking for anything that looks like a bomb on one of these hydrogen sacks. Now, while it seems perfectly likely that someone from the Diamond Club would blow up an airship in order to make news, it does seem odd that he would do it while he's still aboard. Maybe he has an escape route, but I'm wondering if this is really a deception. So I'm going to ask the story cipher. But live and let die. And yes, yes, this is a trick. It's a trap. He's trying to lure me into a trap. But what kind of trap? If he's not going to blow up the ship, it wouldn't be anything combustible. I got it. Okay, as I approach the back of the Zeppelin, I'm running down this catwalk. The gondola is usually towards the front, so I'm kind of up above that. I'm running towards the back of the Zeppelin, behind where everybody is. I do see a device attached to one of the hydrogen sacks. I can't really identify it yet, but because I'm looking up at it, I don't see that the catwalk was rigged to fall out from under me. So as I get out, it snaps and drops, punching in a hole in the, the bottom of the fabric, the balloon part. And I am now rolling down this angled catwalk towards the open sky. Now, this is kind of an odd action type. I'm going to say it's a sabotage action, since my goal is to sabotage this death trap that I'm in. In order to survive, I have to sabotage it. So I'm going to try and grab the catwalk before I fall out of reach. And that, that's pretty physical. So I'm going to say I have, I'm going to have to take on the smasher roll. This is, uh, this is certainly a difficult difficulty. And ooh, just barely make it. So that means the, the fingers, the tips of my fingers just barely catch the railing as my legs roll over the edge and they're, dangling into the open air below the, the zeppelin the ground hundreds of feet below me i reach up with my other hand get a better grip and very slowly kind of pull myself up this the slanting catwalk as it wobbles precariously on its remaining bolts which are just barely holding on 
Now, of course, Arata would have followed me. He'd want to make sure that his trap worked. So once I get back onto the solid part of the catwalk, he'd probably be standing there blocking the narrow catwalk. So, And he's going to have a weapon. Again, not nothing combustible, so it'd probably be a knife. He'll be holding a knife ready to finish me off, make sure I really do fall to my death. Now, if he doesn't want to use the gun, I certainly don't want a gun. So I'm just going to break off a piece of the pipe. This catwalk is kind of broken up. I'm going to say I can rip off a piece of pipe, and I'm going to use that to parry his attack and uh, be a fainter. Okay, all right, I hit him. Uh, it's five damage. So he's staggered, but he's still up. He's not uh, not out of it yet, but uh, I did hit him pretty good. I'm going to take another swing. This time uh, I'm kind of taking the initiative, so I'm going at him with the strength and going to try and be a pugilist. And I hit him for two more damage, uh, which that is enough to take him out. So, in, in fact, I'm going to hit him with an uppercut. And then I'm going to plant a shoulder right into his gut, flip him up and over my back. So he tumbles over behind me and rolls down this broken catwalk. And uh, he ends up dropping out of the airship where he'll, he'll just hear this diminishing scream as he falls to the ground. And then uh, I need to say something like, uh, I'll, I'll look out the, the hole and say, some people are just not comfortable flying. And that'd be a good place to end Act 1. It looks like I collected a total of five plot points. I'm going to hang on to those for now. But, you know, let, let's keep going. We haven't gotten too far into the show. Let's start Act 2. Let's get the ball rolling for Act 2. Uh, as it starts, I'm going to continue my way to Tokyo. But now there are multiple factions in on this. I'm trying to track down a Shadow Bureau agent who's working with the Dragon Sect. And the Diamond Club is trying to kill me. So this is going to be exciting. Uh, I'm going to have to find out. Did Higa Arata, this assassin that I just killed, did he send word ahead to Tokyo that I was on my way? Yes, but. So yes, he did send word ahead, but not to who you would think. Diamond Club was working with Stalina, so I would think he would contact her. But if it's not her, the other faction would be the Dragon Sect, so he must have contacted them. So perhaps they are there waiting for me as I debark the airship in Tokyo. Now, I have had a run-in with the Dragon Sect before as well. I broke up their plans to assassinate the President of the United States. So they will probably not be too happy to see me either. In fact, is my old nemesis, uh, what was his name? Wyan Yang. Is he the one who intercepts me? No. Okay, so it's not him. It's going to be someone new. And are they just going to jump right in and attack me? No. And, no, they aren't going to attack me, and they have something else in mind. Okay, I have an idea, so I'm just going to play this out. What's going to happen is, 
a pair of dragon sect agents stroll up behind me as I cross the tarmac, and each of them quietly sticks a pistol in my ribs, kind of hidden so no one else can see it. Says, get into coach. One of them will order me. And since this is the land of Orosaku artificials, let's make it a mechanical coach with a robotic driver, no horses. With two of them on me, I'm, I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to follow their direction and wait for an opportunity. These are the two on me, but we're in their home turf. There's probably more of their agents scattered around here that I'm not going to bother looking for right now. So I climb into the coach, and I'm stuck sitting between these two thugs as it rolls through the streets of Tokyo. I'll probably try to make some sort of small talk or something, but uh, these guys are professionals. They just grunt and don't say anything. And again, because this is the dragon sect, they're going to take me to the local Monkey Chain nightclub. Their main base is in Hong Kong, but they have other clubs all throughout Asia, so they would obviously have one in Tokyo as well. But when we get there, they'll bring me inside, have a nice smoky lounge where a singer is singing some sultry standard. But I'll be marched past that to a set of set of stairs in the back that lead up into a dark hallway and down to a single door. Uh, no one pays much attention in the in the lounge. They've probably seen this kind of thing before. The bartender just nods at the guys. The wait staff just makes room for them as they walk past. So we, we go in, we go to the back, we go upstairs. And the door opens into a very comfortable-looking sitting room with the obviously Japanese ornamentation. Now, the director of the dragon sect is a mysterious figure known as Swallowtail, who no one has seen. So I wouldn't be meeting with Swallowtail directly. Someone would be... Oh! Oh, I know who it is. Sitting there in one of the stuffed chairs is a darkly attractive woman smoking a cigarette from one of those long cigarette holders. Hello, Agent Doyle. I am here to speak for Swallowtail, the director of the Dragon Sect. She'll nod towards a large mirror. That would kind of suggest Swallowtail is probably right there watching all of this. But she'll, she'll say, We have worked together quite often, and we are currently focused on dealing with a mutual hindrance. And who are you? I'll ask. Forgive me, I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Irina Dolce. I am the leader of the Diamond Club. So, I am in an office facing off the directors of the two agencies who most want to kill me. Which is a perfect place to wrap up this episode. Remember, if you're enjoying this game and want to try it out, either for yourself or your gaming group, Steam Spies is available at DriveThruRPG. Even if you don't play, it's a great way to follow what's happening on the show and find out more about some of the interesting characters and agencies that I keep running into during these adventures. But no matter what you do, be sure to come back next time and see how Roland Doyle gets out of this very sticky situation. I know, I can't wait to find out. That's it for this episode of Steam Spy Solo Stories. You can find all of our episodes on soundcloud.com slash tabletopradiohour 
You can also follow us on Twitter at TabletopCast or on Facebook.com slash TabletopRadioHour. You can contact us at our email, TabletopRadioHour at gmail.com and find our website at tabletopradiohour.wordpress.com where you can also find information about our Patreon. End transmission, over and out.